Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. It's time to BS. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Time to BS with Daniel Smooth. As per usual, I'm coming to you from the lovely beaches of Long Island, New York. On this um, exciting Saturday, <clears throat> Saturday afternoon at two two forty in the afternoon, on a Saturday in October, in late October, holy shit! We are three days away from Halloween as we're recording this, so naturally, spooky season is here. In the middle of late October, let's just be real here. Um, Our top story today, to start things off, um, Panera Bread has been filed in a lawsuit over caffeinated lemonade, which resulted in the death of an Ivy League student from the University of Pennsylvania. The woman happens to be 21-year-old Sarah Katz, who died in September 2022, after a consumed Panera Bread, uh, their, one of their old drinks being the charged lemonade with a pre-existing heart condition. The drink, which contains more caffeine than a can of Red Bull and Monster Energy drink combined with 30 teaspoons of sugar, put cats into cardiac arrest, resulting in her death. Now, naturally, naturally anyone would go like, oh, it's terrible. Secondly, 
Why would you go drink a caffeinated lemonade when you have a pre-existing heart condition? Now, that'd be too easy to say, would it? Now, obviously, Panera would probably settle because, you know, they're a multi-million dollar company. But, you know, let's also remind ourselves that these things happen. Shit like this happens all the damn time. Do I sound clearer now? Put the mic closer to my stupid face. Anyway. Obviously, I feel bad. My condolences go out to the family of uh, Sarah Katz. And then it hit me. I could just make a sandwich. You know, with you know basic white bread. Put some eggs, like cook some eggs, slab a light mayo spread, honey mustard, some cheese, and some grilled ham, some bacon in there probably. And it probably tastes better than Panera. It's also cheaper. But, you know, the holy trinity of basic bitch involves Panera bread. I feel terrible. Because it's it 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 brings me so much, like pain like when the, when this shit happens like it feels terrible when this shit happens when you like oh Panera Bread who would have thought a charged lemonade but you know there's nothing unfortunately we could do about it uh, death happens it, it sucks but it does happen so I was thinking this over in light of this Panera Bread controversy what is the holy trinity of basic? Because, you know, Panera is one of them. Starbucks, Chick-fil-A, that'd probably be it. A bonus would be Target. Because, honestly, it's like all... All the basic bitches will go out to their to their Starbucks or Chick-fil-A and the Panera bread. Like, oh, this is what we love to do. We love to do this. This is what makes us happy. And I'm like, great, good for you. It just seems like all y'all love your Starbucks so much. The pumpkin spice latte comes out and all of a sudden, bam, everyone dresses like Han Solo. It's funny as shit. I just, it brings me so much joy to see this over and over again. If you hear background noise, that is not only my air conditioner... But also Donut, as she loves her tower. Anyway. Is Jada Pinkett Smith off her meds? Better yet, is she on crack? First we hear that, you know, she and Will Smith have been divorced since 2016, or separated, let's be clear here, since 2016. And yes, we'll get the sports shut up. But... It's one of those things where you're like, huh? So you're telling me you've been separated with this man since 2016. And yet you consider, you, you whip this man, figuratively speaking. Like he's your bitch. I'm like, Jesus. So Jada Pickett Smith, the somewhat ex-wife of Will Smith and the mother of Willow and Jaden Smith came out in a series of interviews saying, oh, Tupac was my first lover. You know, 
I loved him. You know, it pained me when he Pat when he was shot and passed away. You know, and then it makes you wonder these things. Like, is she on crack? Like, Tupac was your soulmate. So, so why'd you marry Will? I mean, I'm sure Will Smith is a great guy. I'm sure he hasn't done anything drastically wrong, aside from overreacting and slapping Chris Rock. But, you know, I just, I I feel bad for this man. I do. God hear me now. Bless Will Smith. Just, just, just get this man a good life. Even if he just, you know, gets a log cabin in the middle of, like, West Virginia, where he's brewing moonshine or whatever, or, or, you know, making moonshine or whatever, just just give this man a good life. You know what I'm saying? Just give him a good life. But, like, Jada Pinkett, Jesus, you're nuts, girl. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for Jada at all. I feel bad for Will. Good Lord. I'm sure all of us do. Let this be known. Since the Amber Heard Johnny Depp lawsuit that came out recently, like the the whole court case that happened that was all over the internet, let this be known that relationships are really 50-50 in terms of nuts. Sometimes the guy is nuts, sometimes the woman is nuts. Let's be real, though. It happens. Next up, um... Yeah, we're we're finally getting into sports and shit. But um Jim Harbaugh, uh the whole Michigan bullshit with the football team has been uh very well documented, let's put it that way. But um some news have been brought out of like Michigan is like accused of stealing signs and whatnot, so they're accused of scouting. That is essentially what you just told me. You, the Michigan football team, is accused of scouting. NCAA, what is your agenda here? Do you want... Do you want really to do what's good for the game? Or do you just want to be nuts? And just make no sense at all? Which is like, you know, I feel bad for Michigan in this case, because... Harbaugh might bolt, because that was the whole point of this discussion here. I mean, with the Chicago Bears, Jesus Donut, with the Chicago Bears seemingly sucking the joint horribly, they suck more than a $2 whore through a garden hose. Good Lord. That's terrible. But anyway. Um, it's it just, it, I, I, me personally, I would love to see Harbaugh back in the NFL. The content would be glorious. Yeah. It would be glorious. Let's be real here. I mean, I would want him to go to Chicago. You know, who, who Shane Steichen with the Colts, I don't think he's going anywhere. It would take a miracle for them to fire him, truthfully, a year into this season, a year into his tender or whatever. Chicago needs to go after Jim Harbaugh. They need to do it. It's 2.45, well, 2.50 technically, and I'm having coffee because, of course, hold on. Oh, that sounded great. That sounded phenomenal. If you guys heard that. 
If you did, my condolences. I just snapped my neck. And my cat donut has the zoomies. Because, of course. So, Seattle is playing. I know it wouldn't be a time to be extra standing up smooth. Let me talk about the Seahawks, because, of course. So, Seattle plays the Deshaun Watson less Cleveland Browns tomorrow as a recording. And Watson's not playing. And it makes you, well, PJ Walker's playing for the Browns, and it makes you wonder these things. How horrible of a mistake did the Browns make? They looked at shiny new toy Deshaun Watson and his, you know, his love of happy ending via handjob at a Houston massage parlor. Let's be real, though, guys. Let's be real. If Deshaun Watson did sexually assault someone, I don't think he'd be playing today. He would be... Like... I don't know. I mean, just let's be real here. Dude wanted a handjob. He got a handjob. So what? Like, it's the Louis C.K. thing. I mean... But that's not what we're talking about here. The Browns, like, the Browns seriously fucked up here. Because, let's be real here, if they did not rush Baker Mayfield back from his shoulder injury, this trade wouldn't have happened. I don't think Deshaun's in Cleveland right now if if they don't rush Baker Mayfield back. They put Baker Mayfield in injured reserve. They... Have him get the shoulder surgery, the whole nine yards. Mayfield's not in Tampa right now. He doesn't get traded to Carolina. He also doesn't get sent to the Rams. Again, he's no, he's not in Tampa right now. Deshaun's probably still with the Texans. The Texans don't draft C.J. Stroud. They should probably just draft Will Anderson, but like, still, it's like, what the fuck? Like, who messed up here? Cleveland. Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the Browns, Pushed Andrew Barry, the GM of the Browns, and said, go get me, Watson, by any means necessary. Ticket sales must go through the roof. Without completely understanding that Deshaun doesn't really fit their system in that regard. I mean, if you know the Stefanski system well from his days with the Vikings, I mean, he fits guys like Baker Mayfield like a glove. Look at what he's doing in Tampa. He's balling. Sort of. But still. It's like, what the fuck? Like, how bad could you have possibly screwed this up? You traded three firsts and two seconds for Deshaun Watson. And you paid him $230 million guaranteed. Like, why'd you do that? Donut? No. She's been playing with the blinds lately, so don't mind me. Do my thing. But anyway, I I, I just... It's so stupid what the Browns are doing right now. I I don't know what to say. Cleveland, you fucked up, but then again, you don't listen to this crap, so what do I care? Oh, Donut, hello. Are you done being a crackhead? Swear this cat. Um... Seattle's defense continues to impress. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, that's nothing too crazy. I'll talk about that later, probably. 
Frank Clark is back. Yeah, sure, why not? Uh, CM Punk, could he really return to WWE with Survivor Series essentially being a sellout? Well, Chicago is sold out for Survivor Series come November. It's sold out. They sold out Survivor Series this fast just from the rumor of CM Punk coming back. It's been nearly 10 years. I mean, I would like to see it, but I mean, let's be real here, though. Does it really matter, honestly? Truthfully? Um, uh, I, I just, I don't know. So, next up, speaking of WWE, LA Knight gets a title shot. The most overstar in the company right now is getting a world title shot against the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. I think it's next week. And I'm pumped. I'm sure they got big plans for this guy coming forward, whether it's to win the Rumble, Elimination Chamber, or something like that. He's getting a WrestleMania match. There's no way he's not. I mean, the dude's got star written all over him. And if I were to put my Jim Cornette hat on and say, okay, what can I do to make this guy over? Roman's going to win. I'd be shocked if he wins. If if LA wins. I'll watch the pay-per-view. I will. Because, really, there's no other wrestling promotion that interests me right now. I mean, AEW is... Good lord, fall off a map. Like I, feel, I feel bad. I feel bad for them. Let's talk about that. So, um, speaking of... Uh, non-WWE wrestling promotions. Uh, TNA is coming back. Yeah. How cool is that shit? So, yeah, we have TNA, Total Nonstop Action, or by Vince Russo, Tits and Ass Wrestling, is coming back. Impact Wrestling is being rebranded at their next, at their pay-per-view, the first pay-per-view next year is Hard to Kill. They will officially return back to the TNA label. That is cool. That is cool as shit. I mean, if you remember the glory days of TNA, you will remember how fucking awesome it was. Not just the whole six-sider. That was unique. But like AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Chris Sabin, Alex Shelley, the... Those two that I just mentioned, the most machine guns, Abyss, Kurt Angle, or Perk Angle in his prime, you know, Jeff Hardy with TNA, Bobby Lashley, not Lashley, but you know, like, the homegrown talent was there. Samoa Joe in his prime was there. You know, like, the aces and eights. Like, it was such a great time to be a wrestling fan when TNA was at his highest pack, was at its peak. It really was. And then Vince Russo came along in 2006. Shit hit the fan real fast. Hello, Donut. Hi. Are you coming to snuggle? Is Donut coming to... Oh my god, she's coming to snuggle! Yoth. 
this is partially the reason why I want to do the podcast in my recliner. Is so Donut could do just snuggle. Hello, Donut. Yes, just don't push the microphone towards me, babe. Thank okay, George, just do that. Thank you. Just just I know you want attention. I know. I know you want attention. Donut is here. Yay, life is good. Life is good, guys. Woo! Oh, she's not good. Sucks to have a camera. But that's okay. Yeah. We like these things. So, anyway. Next up. Uh, Seahawks get a very interesting player back with Yuchenda Nobusu being out for the year with a torn back, blah, 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 blah. So it's, it's all right. Um, Islanders look good-ish. So, okay, fine. I'll defend this. I will defend the possibility of the Islanders blowing it up. Because the fans will... Uh, let's be real here. The... the A lot of fans are quick to judge. Very quick to judge. And they will constantly, like, there will be like three games in the year. They will say the dumbest of shit, like Fire Lou or Blow It Up, Trade Everyone, blah, 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 blah. When you realize that it's an 82 game season, 82 games. Think about that shit. You get 82 games to figure out who the hell you are. If you make the playoffs, great. If you don't, fine. Whatever. But it's one of those where you look back and you remember where you came from as an Islander fan. You know? Garth Snow, Mike Milbury, Teddy Nolan, Doug Waite, you know, early Peter Laviolette. Jack Capuano, good fucking lord. And then you remember the good old days of what just happened. The fact of the matter is, the last six years, the Isles have had more success, have the most success in the last six years than they've had since the 80s. Since in 30 years. So, my question is, do you really want to blow it up because your favorite team is not scoring seven goals a game? They're winning games. So, your logic is kind of stupid when you think about it. So, I will defend this, though. If the Islanders continue to struggle, I will be out there the first... Bear Tross getting fired was a weird mistake. They don't... They miss the play, They make the playoffs that year. Tross doesn't get fired. Simple as that. I don't know why they fired him. It just... It confuses the crap out of me. But, if we were to put... You know, if we were to put our thinking caps on, whoop, there they go, they're on, and say, what would happen if the Isles decide, blow it up? Just, I can't snap, but you know what I mean. Blow it up. Who gets traded? The contracts are basically, like, immovable. I mean, not really, but like maybe three or four of them are, are movable. Horvats can't be moved. Barzell, Sorokin, that's probably it. It's probably it, truthfully. But 
if like they continue to struggle and like they start to like say shit the bed, trade people. But I I got faith. I I really do have faith because at the same point it's a the second full season under Lane Lambert's coaching system. It's completely different than Barry Trotz's system. I get it. But it's like, your logic makes no sense, dog, by saying that, hey, let's fire Lou Lamoureux, the guy who's seemingly responsible for bringing in the most success in the last six years for the Islanders, then it's been in 30-plus. Sure. Let's do that, because he doesn't make make a trade that you wanted to do in fantasy hockey. Sure. Your logic sucks, pal. Like, you're, you're, you suck at this. <laughs> you is the fan base. Just Jesus. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, the Islanders, I mean, it's, I don't know where I was going with this. Anyway, um, San Francisco. We're in San Francisco. Anyway. Uh, you guys are frauds. You guys are frauds. And I'm not saying it as a Seahawk fan. I'm not saying it's this division rival. I'm saying this to be truthful here. The San Francisco 49ers are frauds. They, they just are. People want to label them as the best team in the NFL when really who the fuck is the best team in the NFL in October who is it what is this narrative ESPN shut up like just Jesus but you know we love narratives we do it's it's so dumb it's just so dumb how we want to say San Francisco so good when really who have they played who have they played? Truthfully, who have they played in their wins? Matthew Stafford got sacked, what, nine times in the first game? Stafford doesn't get sacked nine times. He gets, in fact, he gets sacked like four. Rams probably win. That game was close. Cleveland just barely beat him. The Vikings crushed them statistically. And it's like... I understand the defense is there. The defense is otherworldly great. But at the same point, the offense is suspect to mistakes when you take one of Kittle, Debo Samuel, or McCaffrey out. All of a sudden, who the fuck's there? Their offensive line is just Trent Williams, and that's it. That's it! It's Trent Williams, and that's it. So, the fuck? Anyway, well, I got five minutes here to speak my mind and talk my bullshit. I want to, you know, talk to you guys about a couple things. Um, I understand that us as a generation, you know, from the ages 30 going backwards to, like, let's say 22, that 10-year window... Eight to ten years. Our expectations are high on ourselves to do something that, quite frankly, we might not do, and that's okay because we can't reach those expectations. You want to be 
like this overly successful individual or whatnot, when in reality you probably aren't. And that's okay. I see this shit all the time when with people with like anxiety, like heightened anxiety about like, I just want to do this. Like, okay, then lower your expectations. Lower them. You're not going to be Neil Armstrong and go on the fucking moon. Just, just, I'm being real with you here. If you want, truthfully speaking, to be like, feel better, quote, lower your expectations, understand that shit happens, and just take it day by day, step by step, use your freaking head, you got a good brain on your shoulders. You know these things. Like, you'll get your shit together. I was speaking with John the other day. I was, I was, I was talking with John on Wednesday. And I was like, dude, I'm like, I'm trying so hard to, I don't know, impress people. And then he said, dude, you'll get your shit together. You'll be fine. I don't I, I appreciate, like, having, you know, good friends in my life. And, you know, great family in my life and great people in my life as a whole. And there are times where you start to, you know, it'll, it'll get in your head sometimes, and you know it, where you'll begin to unappre- like feel unappreciated. And then you'll look back on a lot of shit and be like, wow, I could have done that differently when... You can't change the past. Past is there, brother. Past is there, sister. Like, just... Shit's there. It's never... You can't change who you are just by changing... By altering the past. What happened, happened. They say the past makes you who you are today. And for a better tomorrow. So, think about that while you go to bed. Hey, this happened back then. But at the same point, it makes me who I am today. And you can be a better tomorrow. Lower your expectations yourself. Just be who you... Just be you. Stop trying so hard to be something or someone you want to be. That you know it's not going to happen. And that's good. That's fine. Just relax. You're good. Enjoy this shit. Just enjoy life. Take life with a grain of salt. Enjoy that shit like a glass of whiskey and a good cigar. So with that being said, that'll do it for this episode. Time to BS with Daniel Smooth. Guys, it's... I like doing these. I like doing these a lot. And I appreciate you taking the time to... You know, take a half an hour out of your time to come listen. Just enjoy, just enjoy a good time, you know? So, Donut's here. She's asleep. Life is good. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Daniel Spooth. I'm coming to you from the lovely beaches of Long Island, New York. And I will see you all in this life or the next one. Have a good one, guys. Bye.